Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is going on everyone and welcome back to my channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now in today's video, I've got for you just one story from r slash pro revenge which is all about a police officer pretty much abusing their power. Now, I came across this post and I thought to myself, it does look a little bit serious, maybe a little bit too deep for my channel. But given all the events that are going on recently, you know, with Derek Chauvin and people like that, and police officers in general just, you know, seeming to abuse their power a bit too much, I thought that this might be the perfect story for our current climate. Now, as you can tell from the length of this video, it's quite a long one with a lot of backstory, but it's definitely worth sticking around for. So sit back, relax, let's get straight into it and i hope you guys enjoy officer gets a taste of his own medicine and then some honestly i'm not even sure if i'm posting this in the correct thread or not i'm rather new to reddit this happened some time ago now but after sharing this story with a friend he told me of this site and begged me to post it i won't be getting too specific in case there is some unforeseen blowback but here it is a bit of backstory first off my wife inherited a house and land and begged me to move there It was somewhere I knew wouldn't have anything in either of my fields for employment, physical security specialist and force on force analytics and planning. But she got a job offer in her field, wildlife management, at a salary that matched what we were currently making combined, along with an employment contract, which is rare in the US, control of her own team and insanely good benefits. Since we have no children and I am the adaptable type and I could see this meant a lot to her, I agreed. We put our house up for sale and we moved there sight unseen while i'm used to and even fond of it now this place was the land that time forgot literally horse and buggy country and it quickly became clear that for a while at least she would have to be sole income while i brought our new property into the modern era the house literally had no plumbing there was an outhouse and a manual well pump outside we decided to buy a used house trailer place it on the southernmost point of the property and live in it while I worked on the house. Now, I am not from this area and the culture shock was intense. My wife, though, had family from there and would spend a few summers as a child with relatives. So she understood the people better than me and being the same height and skin tone, she was quickly accepted. Meanwhile, standing eight inches minimum above everyone else and being so white I shot from outer space, I had a bit of a harder time. But I managed to make some friends eventually after some time getting everything updated We came in way under budget since I decided to learn the skills and do all the work myself It quickly became clear that while our immediate area was lovely with good people and trusting neighbors The surrounding counties had developed a meth pill problem and with all the industries being strict on drug testing Once heroin came onto the scene people were starting to make their way to our area for break-ins carjackings and even a few cases of kidnapping for ransom a couple senior citizens just outside of town were broken into and beaten then shot to death 
just for maybe $300 worth of jewelry, a couple old guns, and their pain meds. Seeing a need in my community, I used the leftover money we had, and I bought land in BFE deemed unfit for development at a steal. Soil lead levels were too high for housing, farming, and too remote for commercial, and after getting the permits and certifications and almost a year of doing all the building and earthworks myself, while working a part-time hospital security job a county over, I started a security, self-home defense, and firearms training company. I created local jobs in the nearby counties by training armed guards beyond state standards, helped people develop a neighborhood watch program, offered neighborhood security patrols at cost, made sure local shops got cameras and had plans and training in place in case of a robbery, and worked with individual households to develop their own home defense strategies, along with offering concealed carry training, advanced firearm training, OC spray, trauma, and first aid training, amongst other things. Somehow, without meaning to, I managed to wedge myself into a unique position where I not only trained everyday people, but I got certified to be the guy that all police agencies in the region send their officers to for state recertification and further training. It turns out that before I came along, they had to send their officers almost six hours north to a state facility, which meant they also had to pay for a hotel room for anyone that went up there, as well as two meals and mileage if they didn't drive a squad car. Not to mention that the tactics tour didn't always translate well to our area. I offered to do it for a bit less, and given my location, no hotels or anything else were needed. For the first time in my life, I feel like my work really matters, that I'm making a positive difference for real people, and I look forward to going into my job. In my line of work, I've ended up knowing a lot of the police in my area pretty well, and I can say that I even consider a few of them to be friends. The departments I work with get quite a few officers who are new or transfers from other areas as this region of my state has a pretty median average pay grade and a lot of officers use it as a stepping stone to get to bigger paying areas or to get their first bit of experience and then head to another state. Now, the ones who have made a life here and decided to stay learned a long time ago that the locals here don't take anything that isn't fair lightly. The people here demand justice come hell or high water. In the past, corrupt officers have been hanged or beaten to death when the courts failed the citizens and didn't punish these officers for doing something heinous. For instance, one shot an unarmed 12-year-old and another let a drunk or drugged man die moaning in a cell after a canine unit literally ripped open his abdomen and was heard laughing and joking about it. Both essentially got a long paid vacation and then went right back to work until someone caught up with them. Wow. Even one former judge who got a slap on the wrist after being convicted of molesting three children went missing and was later found bound to a tree and was apparently set on fire while still alive. So the officers tend to do a really good job of weeding out the bad apples and reminding newcomers that they are there to help people and protect people not harm or bully them, which in my experience is not the case with all or even most officers in places I've lived before. All right, then that is all the backstory out of the way. Now we get to the juicy bits on to the story. I was doing an armed guard gig during a night shift, filling in for one of my employees who had a family emergency mid shift when a police car spotted me on perimeter check and pulled into the lot to see who I was. I wasn't wearing a uniform and the place I was guarding receives a lot of raw metals that they then melt into various alloys to be shipped off for use. It's a crackhead's dream looting spot with the way scrap prices can be for some of the materials there. 
After figuring out it was me, they decided to sit and BS for a bit. While talking with these officers, I listened to them share about a new hire who transferred from a larger city and they just know he's going to cause trouble with the locals. They mention how he has a I know better than you attitude and thinks that the piece of metal on his chest means that he is the law. Apparently, he'd already raised a bit of a stink because he writes citations for things that no other officer in the department has. Driving with one hand, burnt out fog lights, plastic being taped over a broken back window in a car, headlights not on in the middle of the day and it's raining, that sort of stuff. He even tried to give a guy a DUI even though he was sitting in the car on blocks in his driveway and the car had no rear axle. Apparently, he speaks aggressively to anyone who dare interact with him if they aren't a police officer and overall just acts like a power-tripping douche nozzle. The other officers have noticed that the locals have changed their demeanor towards them and seem more distrusting since this guy started and they were genuinely worried that he would turn everyone against them. In the words of one of these officers, with everything in the news these days and the whole nation already being distrusting of us, I hope we can find something to set this idiot straight before he ruins the rep we work so hard to keep here. I like that people here will just come up and talk to me. It's the main reason I stayed here. We brainstormed for a while about how to get through to Officer Douche and make him change his ways or career, but eventually came up with nothing legal and had to go back to doing our respective jobs like adults. Two weeks after having this chat and hearing similar things from other officers I know, I get my first interaction with Officer Douche. I don't advertise my business on my work vehicle and it is completely unremarkable but all the officers I know can spot it somehow. So I've gotten into the habit of waving any time I pass a squad car. On my way to speak with a prospective client about a consultation for their home defense plan, this butt hat pulled me over for waving at him when we passed each other on a two-lane highway. He slammed his brakes on, whipped around in the middle of the road, and came flying up behind me, so close I couldn't even see his headlights with flashing lights on and sirens blaring. After enduring his frankly insulting lines of questioning with his hand on his pistol grip about why I felt the need to carry a gun, in my state, it is required by law that anyone with a license has to inform the officer and him sharing his doubts that 99% of people probably wouldn't even know how or be able to use it, the idiot wrote me a citation for reckless operation of a vehicle, stating that he was justified in doing so because he saw me remove my hand from the wheel. Trying to be diplomatic, I said, I just figured that you would appreciate a friendly gesture from someone today. I know I like when someone gives me a friendly wave. This absolute insult to humanity blows his freaking gasket though. Gets in my face yelling at me and threatening to haul your smart butt downtown and see how friendly you are when you're hooked up in the back of my car. He said that if he felt like it, he could cost you more in impound fees and lost wages than you would make in a month. At this point, he has no clue what I do or where I work. Then he asked me what I thought about that. At this point, I have an internal battle with myself, wanting to slam him to the ground and beat his skull open on the asphalt to see exactly how empty it was inside. But saner thoughts prevail, and I simply handed him my lawyer's business card and stated that any further interactions we had would have to go through her. He looked at the card, called me a swear word, and told me to get out of his sight. Once I got moving in my car, I realized exactly how angry he had made me. I've spent years learning to keep my emotions to a minimum since it could cost someone dearly in my line of work. And this idiot was able to boil my blood in just a few minutes. 
He wasn't a big guy, even for the area, and he didn't carry himself like someone who was confident in their skills. Being that aggressive and having his hand on his pistol grip for most of our interaction, though, spoke volumes as to what kind of person this idiot was. What would happen if he pulled over someone who didn't have my level of control and acted like that or worse? I decided that the officers I had talked to were definitely not exaggerating, and this idiot was going to end up getting himself or someone else killed or hurt, and something needed to be done about it. First, I went to court and showed my dashcam video, which got my citation dismissed. I took the rest of the audio and video to the sheriff of the county he works for and showed it to him. Then we had a long conversation. He agreed with my assessment of this guy, but said that he couldn't really do much but reprimand for it and admitted that he would love to just toss him out on his butt. However, he knew that the union would fight to prevent that and at best he would only be gone a few days to get some training that would most likely go entirely ignored. He even cautioned me against filing against him because he figured the guy was the type to take it personally and he didn't want to see anything bad happen to me. He promised he would do what he could to get rid of the idiot, but in most ways, his hands were tied. I could tell he hoped that guy would just move on and become someone else's problem when his two years were up. I couldn't help thinking that if he's causing this kind of trouble already, it's only a matter of time before someone around here loses it on this douche and swings at him. That even though this idiot deserves to eat his own teeth at least, some poor guy will end up with his life ruined or worse. All because Officer Douche has a badge and likes to wag his pee-pee around. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Feeling as though there was nothing more I could do, I went about my business as usual the next couple of days. Then, guess who came through my door to schedule with me for their recertification? Officer Douche didn't know me from Adam and just swaggered around like he owned the place and started complaining about this being a waste of my time and a bunch of bureaucratic BS. I had a real Kodak moment when I reminded him of our last interaction. He tried to excuse it as just being by the book and claimed that my hands were tied when it came to the citation and he only acted that way because I had a firearm and he was nervous about that gun. So I needed to assert my authority in the situation. By now, I had a large portion of people that live in my area coming through for training and most of them carried daily. This idiot just confirmed my fears to me and I was gonna do what only I could to lay those fears to rest. QR slash pro revenge mode. Already forming a plan in my head at this point, I told him that I understood completely and that I operate that way as well. Not even processing how that could affect him, the idiot seemed glad to hear that and we sat down to get his paperwork started. The whole time we're doing this, he's bragging and talking about how good a shot he is and that he looks forward to the day someone wants to F around and find out with me. Hearing that this was what he thinks made me both sick and angry. Yes, I carry a gun for self-defense, but I hope that I never have to use it. I spent years learning other techniques to lessen that chance after having to draw it once and built a career teaching others what I've learned. 
After getting all the paperwork sorted and scheduling a time and date, he asked if he could use my range to get some practice shots in. I even waived my range fee just to see this guy shoot. After going over the range rules, I ran him out at target at 10 yards and signaled the lane hot. He fired all 17 rounds of his mag at a rapid pace and only managed to hit five on the target, only one of which was center mass. He repeated this four more times at varying distances and his best score ended up being at five yards out with only 10 shots on target of which four were center mass. I suggested he slow up his cadence a bit and asked if he wanted my advice. He told me that he's forgot more than you ever know and shut your mouth. So I did. Then he proceeded to run it out to 10 yards and shoot one at a time at a slow pace I usually only see from first timers and he didn't get a single hit center mass. After seeing the 13-year-old girl a few lanes down from him load up and absolutely drill headshots at 15 yards with my range master instructing her, he made some excuse about needing his sights adjusted. Then he packed up and the brainless idiot left, thinking we were all buddy-buddy a few minutes later. And just so everyone is clear, this is the sort of target that OP is referencing. I believe that center mass might be the big ring, everything inside it, you know, from the 7, 8, 9 and the X in the middle. So if this guy was missing all those shots, that is um, pretty embarrassing. The state certifications are a bit simple. So when I started doing this, I met with local union lawyers, training officers, and some reps from my area, and we came up with a standard that surpasses the minimum state requirements, which they in turn use to negotiate better benefits, so everyone wins. The standards that we decided on not only test for accuracy, but they also introduce a bit of real-world problems that the officers have to contend with. The first is done in full duty gear with both hands on the gun at 10 yards. After running 25 yards within two minutes, you have to be able to draw your gun from crouch cover, fire 10 rounds, reload a magazine loaded by me with a false round randomly placed into it to cause a malfunction, clear that malfunction and get 10 more rounds on target from standing cover. The second is the same drill in reverse, but done with only one hand on the gun and in under three minutes. In both of these drills, 15 of the 20 shots must be within the eight ring of the target and all rounds must hit the target. And the third is a dot torture drill that must be cleared at 90% within 10 minutes and you have three attempts at it. It doesn't sound too tough if you're an avid shooter, but trust me, under pressure, with your job in the balance, it can be rough. See, the policy around here is that the county pays for your first test. And if an officer fails to recertify, then they either choose two weeks unpaid leave or sit at the office and do paperwork at reduced pay for those two weeks. Then they have to pay out of pocket to try again. Of course, it's encouraged that they come to me for help. But being that I'm not a charity, some choose to practice on their own, which is fine. If they fail a second time, the sheriff can cut them loose without any issues from the union and the officer has to wait one year to even be considered for rehire or relocate to a different area that doesn't have these standards. Or the sheriff orders them to come to my training and I work with them until we know they will pass. After that second failure, the officer's job lies entirely in the hands of their boss. 
being that these tests are a bit tasking for most shooters, and even though I log way more range time than any officer I know, it does help when you own the range, and can still occasionally fail the dot torture drill, I will show mercy for most of them, if they seem like a decent person, who you know is just out of practice, or nervous, and not be a butt when it comes to scoring, if they're close to failing. That would entail counting line breaks as hits when I don't have to, or forgetting to hit the stopwatch button if their cadence is just a second or two slow. But I decided the moment Officer Douche signed the papers that there would be no such mercy for this idiot. I fully expected for him to burn through ammo practicing at home after his last performance. And while I doubted anything was actually wrong with his sights, I wasn't willing to risk being wrong there when I had such a golden opportunity to do some true community service. I even bought a new set of digital calipers, deciding that if he was so much as one-tenth of an inch off on any shot placements at the line, I would mark them as a miss and prove I was just going by the book. My mind was made up that since I couldn't get this guy off the force completely, I would go completely by the book and at least get him off of any that were close to the people around me and he would have to perform like an absolute pro to avoid that. The day finally comes where he is to test and he shows up wearing shorts and a tap out t-shirt with only his gun and duty belt emptied of everything else. No vest, no range bag, no radio, no eye or ear protection, no cuffs, OC spray or taser, not a dang thing that he knew he was supposed to have. After pointing out these issues, he huffs and says, I brought everything that's important. Let's just get this rubbish over with. Mind you, I could have failed him right there and then for non-compliance. I had a copy of his signature on the paperwork stating he owned all required gear and would bring it with him for the test and that he'd be dressed to list his standards on testing day. But that just wouldn't have been satisfying enough for me. I wanted to make absolutely sure that anyone who looked into this would see that he himself was the failure. That this loudmouth bolstering pee stain wasn't fit to the standards of his peers and his mother should have swallowed him 25 years ago and done society a favor. Not that he failed due to circumstantial or bureaucratic BS beyond his control. So I let the clothing slide and loaned him some rental safety gear, which he complained about wearing, but eventually put on. After getting it all sorted and noting all of this in his chart, I let him take his test. And dang it, am I glad that I did. If he hadn't made me see him for the feated POS he is, I would have felt sad for him. As it stands, I worried I may develop muscle issues from holding back my grin. He failed the first test immediately due to sheer ineptitude. When the buzzer sounded, first he tripped over his own feet and ate the ground face first, full scorpion. Then, after getting up and continuing while drawing from crouch, he somehow managed to catch his front sights or barrel on his holster opening and sent his gun tumbling through the dirt. Then he fell over when he tried to lean over to get it. Losing control of the firearm is an instant test stop, so I sounded the buzzer. Holding back laughter and putting on my plate carrier instead of just a level 3 vest in case the fool fired a random round my way, I gave him a second chance even though I already had what I needed. Again, this was mostly because I wanted to have irrefutable proof he failed on his skills and not on accidental circumstances. While he managed to keep hold of it this time, he struggled to clear the misfire, costing him too much time for a slow cadence earlier, and only two shots were in the eight circle and four completely missed the targets. 
For the first time ever for me, someone had failed the first test on all three metrics. I've had people come to me for the first time they held a gun or with a legitimate fear of guns who could outperform this sorry excuse of an arrogant man. After listening to him try to make excuses, complain, demand, and then beg for me to give him another chance, I told him that I couldn't and he'd failed. That my report was getting sent in and he would have to talk to his training officer and we could go from there. He exploded in anger and started calling me anything he could think of claiming I was only doing this because of the ticket he gave me, part of why I wanted so much proof. And he was cursing me in some honestly creative ways while slamming his fist into my wall like a petulant tween and telling me that he was going to make sure you regret all of this while pointing at me and my staff in the other room. By now, a couple of my regulars, my range master and the local brass goblin have all made it over to watch through the window and listen to the exchange. Knowing I have him on camera, with audio punching a hole in my wall, and that I have witnesses, a new thought came to me when I heard him say all this, and I decided to steer him just the way I wanted him to go. All I had to do was ask if what he said was a threat, and the fool responded with, You bet your freaking butt it is! And to my surprise, he reached out to give me a shove. I sidestepped him, and he stumbled past, which annoyed him even further. I told him then and there to get the F off my property and that you're not welcome back. I looked this sack of poop straight in the eye and informed him that he'd just sealed his fate since now you'd have to beg to be sent to the other facility and I'm going to make certain my report recommends you never work as an officer again. And should they ignore my advice, I'd be raising my prices to better reflect the training they get here. He then decided to spit at me and swing a punch this time. Not one to miss an opportunity and easily outweighing him by 50 to 60 pounds, I raised my guard and the moment his arm made contact with mine, I used his momentum and my muscle to send him over my shoulder and directly into the ground with all I could muster. I channeled my ancestors and the ancient gods of their homeland into that throw, fully intending to leave a wily coyote-esque crater in my floor. Rolling him to his back and sitting atop him in full mount position, I watched a wannabe badass try to remember how to breathe after meeting the ground that hard and then immediately crying like a female dog begging for his life when he looked past me to see my range master, who was a 310-pound, 6'6", tatted-up retired marine-turned-bodybuilder with our less lethal training shotgun. The gun is bright green, kind of unmissable as less lethal, in one hand leveled at the officer. Oh, and he had his phone in the other hand, already talking to the idiot's boss. Apparently, my range master had been watching everything from his office on the security feed. And when Officer Douche started punching the walls, my boy immediately picked up the phone and called the sheriff, grabbing the shotgun on his way out the door to us. When all was said and done, I got to watch him get hauled off my property by his boss, in cuffs, and read his rights. Since, yes, I will be pressing charges. He assaulted me, threatened me and my employees, and damaged my property. And I had all the evidence I need to prove it. Later, when I asked my range master why he'd brought the gun into play, since the guy wasn't really a threat, he reluctantly told me he'd brought it for me. Apparently, in all the time we'd known each other, he'd never seen me actually come unglued like that. He said, Boss, you are the kindest and quietest man I know. And in my experience, when a man like you gets that angry, even the devil himself would pee his pants to get away. 
He admitted that his plan was to nail me with a beanbag or two if he needed and try to turn my attention to him I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't happy to know I made my friend feel that way But it did feel good in an odd way to have a certified badass like this guy Feel like he needed that tool to stand against me I actually gave the man a raise for his honesty and willingness to protect others no matter the cost to himself After all that's a rare quality nowadays and it should be rewarded and to this day I refuse to spar with him because I never want him to 100% know that he could easily take me without it Despite all the evidence and testimony against him officer douche ended up getting a pretty good plea deal But he'll never be able to be a police officer or legally own a firearm again So I consider it a win Also, his wife filed for divorce for domestic violence while he was awaiting his court date And thankfully they had no children together So it was granted without issue and he has no rights to see her son He moved away immediately after his hearing and last i'd heard he makes minimum wage working at a gas station somewhere up north and there we go guys that is the end of that story a long one as i said but definitely an enjoyable one and it's good to see some justice going to someone who let's be realistic as op has said multiple times thinks they are the law thinks maybe even that they're above the law and just gets away with stuff that because they're a police officer they think they're allowed to do when in reality come on that's a total injustice i think to be fair it just shows that if this person had been a nice officer or just a nice person in general op would have been way more willing to let them pass the exam as they even said you know if someone's close or borderline they're gonna they're gonna you know be favorable towards them because there's no point in just failing people randomly yes you want to do things by the book but not to the extent of you know failing people for no real reason when they're just trying to do their job and pass and get their certification and move up in their life but with this person i completely understand why opie was like you know what nah i'm sticking exactly to the rules and i'm letting you fail by yourself so there can be absolutely no excuses you did this to yourself by being annoyed at me for waving at you has that ever happened to you guys someone's waved at you and you said ah that person is too friendly let me fail them at something i doubt it right i really do yeah i really don't know why he was sticking to the law that much i mean what officer do you know in your life that would see someone wave at them and say you know what their hands off the wheel baby i'm gonna take them down to chinatown and put them in prison no one would do that so this unnecessary do your job but do it properly like use some common sense man come on anyway guys that is gonna do it for this one really hope you have enjoyed it if you have any thoughts or opinions of your own which i'm sure you all do to be fair please do comment them down below because i really like going through them especially just after i posted the video in the next you know 15 30 minutes after i posted you'll always see me down in the comments replying hearting that sort of stuff so yeah if you have any opinions that are way more informed than mine or more educated than mine which they all probably are please do drop them down below if you want more from me check out the stuff on screen just like put your mouse somewhere click and see what happens with that all being said see you tomorrow hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.